0: For those who fish, this is the Drake Cast.
1: He was tying feathers on a hook. My passion is is fly fishing. That's what I love, and that's where it's going to be,
2: fly fishing. I'll do a hopper with a hopper dropper, with a dropper hopper. Bad. It was on.
0: Nailed it in the
2: surface. The river was like a woman. Them days, you see big awesome fish, big runs of fish.
3: <laughs>
2: it could be a disco major, it could be a bead head.
3: That's ugly
0: fish. Fish must die. Buckle up and get ready. I'm your host, Elliot Adler. You may have noticed that the intro to the podcast is a bit different. This is the first chapter of the Euro miniseries. For the next four weeks, we're going to take a trip through Europe in pursuit of Atlantic salmon. But as always, the trip wasn't just about the fish. I was in Ireland for a cousin's wedding, but when the festivities ended, I booked a few days on the River Blackwater. The Blackwater's on fire. Not that Blackwater. This river is in the counties of Waterford and Cork in the south of Ireland. It's the second longest river in Ireland and one of the best known salmon fisheries in the country. A wedding guest gave me a ride to the town of Upper Ballyduff, which sits right on the River Blackwater. And it was here that I met Jason Corcoran.
4: We had 11 fish that day, 11 salmon. I had 10 and my client had one.
0: Jason is a guide, or as they call them in Ireland, a ghillie, and he also manages the Ballyduff Bridge salmon fishery. Jason grew up on this river and knows it like the back of his hand, but he isn't the only fishing manager on this stretch of the blackwater.
2: Beep, beep, beep,
0: beep. Rewind. <laughs> his father, Connie, also gillies here. Connie was actually featured in the 2016 film, The River Man.
1: There's more to the fishing like, you know, than catching the fish. You've got to look at everything, haven't you? You know? you got to look around you, and that's what I do.
0: You can find a link to the film's trailer on our website, drakemag.com. Connie, too, grew up on the river and has been fishing the Blackwater for over 60 years.
1: When I started going to school, as I walked over the bridge, each day going to school, I was looking down, I could see all these fish, a mixture of salmon, perch, pike, everything like it. As you know when you look at them every day you think i oh, say, oh God, i gotta catch some of these i have to catch some of these fish you know how do i go about it okay uh, one day i thought like oh well maybe a little bit of um, string whatever a safety pin bent put a little worm on the end and just drop it straight down i started catching these fish and uh, i was catching roach days perch pike but i wasn't catching salmon because obviously it wouldn't um hold salmon because the, the tackle those days wasn't very good anyway. But eventually I said to myself, i got to catch salmon. i got to get salmon. So then I started off with a, a hazel stick. It's it's a pretty wood. It's It grows very, very straight. It's pretty strong, like, you know. So I put it together, made some rings from chicken wire and things like that. <laughs> and a fly reel that I had... Um, Got from the, the local policeman down from the, my house here. I put on a big, huge fly. I also got from the the policeman, and I uh, started casting this thing. As if this looks as if there's no way a salmon's going to take this because it's so big. But anyway, I managed to catch a salmon on it. And I think it was no more than about seven or eight years old. And once that happened, got that fish and landed it, and uh, I was hooked ever since. And I don't think I could do anything else. My passion is, is fly fishing. That's what I love. And that's where it's gonna be, fly fishing.
0: Being the son of Connie, Jason was born into salmon fishing.
4: It was bred into me, you know? It was like father and son time, was again, let's, let's go fishing. Even when dad was, was guiding and I was getting older, I used to go along with him, with him and his clients. It uh, was probably many a day I was crying that I couldn't go, um, you know, because again, it's this passion that takes over, um, and that's all it is. Like with salmon fishing, is, this passion surpasses everything. Dad just taught me everything that he knew, and Dad always taught me that from a young age, you know, especially how to treat people, treat them how you want to be treated. You bring that into your adulthood, and I think it just makes you a better person, like.
0: These two fine gents had agreed to take me out and show me their home waters for a couple days. They even gave me my own private riverside accommodations.
4: Welcome to your office for the next 24 hours. Here's <laughs> your residence. Riverside, man, you have a balcony and everything. <laughs> Happy days. It's quiet, it's lovely and quiet. You can make tea or coffee, you can fry sausages or whatever.
0: The Corcorans have a small shack that overlooks the best pool in the area.
4: This is the main fishery, like Belly Duff Bridge. Um, we have numerous beats under the blackwater Like We have approximately five, five and a half miles of water. This is the creme de la creme of it. i <laughs> gonna get too drunk tonight and walk out the front door and bloody end up inside yeah. there.
0: <laughs> Nets and pictures of giant fish line the walls of the shack. In one corner sits a portable propane stove. In the other, a bundle of rusted, broken spinning rods. Yeah, look, we're
4: primarily fly fishing fishery, like, um, but we do a lot of spinning and and bait at certain times during a certain water conditions again. Like, uh, we
0: chatted about how the fishing has been and made a plan for the next day.
4: So we've had low water for probably three months now, has it? Months. It's been ridiculous. It's Maybe
0: been
4: down below summer level even, you know? So it was proving very, very hard and bright sunshine. Right before I got there there had been a big rain up in the hills, which
0: had raised the river's water level.
4: On the water height, like, the conditions that we'll have tomorrow, like we'll be primarily focusing on particular pools. Um because as the water is so high at the moment, you want to be fishing shallower water. Do you know the fish have a little bit more time to see the fly. So that's why you want shallow water. You don't want to be fishing big deep pools like this this pool here straight in front of us at summer level is about it's twenty foot deep. You're not gonna have much chance in that like. At least the water is open. There is a yeah. bit of color on it, so like we'll, you might have to fish one of my rods. Maybe it's a little bit longer, 13 foot 6, just to make it easier.
0: I set my stuff down, and Jason and Connie invited me up to their front porch for a beer. We walked along the river to the Corcoran's house and saw a salmon surface. It's always good to have visual confirmation that there are indeed fish in the river. We made our way to the porch and polished off a 12-pack of Guinness, a few ciders, and a bottle of wine. Near midnight... I stumbled back down to my riverside shack and crashed hard.
1: The
0: who have never yet kissed roam the country over and together we'll face the world. The next morning, I retraced my steps from the previous evening. Good morning, Jason. Excellent. I don't get a hangover with Guinness. (laughs) Don't you? How about you with cider? Uh, No, the cider
4: wasn't too, but it's just just a half a bottle of wine I had after that. (laughs) Come on in there, I was like, how are you? Doing well yourself? Obviously, a cup of tea or anything? A cup of tea would be great, yeah, Yeah, if you don't
0: mind. Sit down there, my dear man. Great, thank you very much, yeah. Yeah. What's going to be the fly of the day?
1: I'd say it's just the only one CCK killer, because it's going to be quite peaty, as we call peat you know coming down from the Kerry mountains because all everyone is cutting turf this time of the year and when it rains it's all this loose silt being washed into the river so that's on its way down
4: There was one chap had a few fish yesterday you now on, on our Bellingcurring beach
1: Where I'm going today he's going, like yeah. Yeah.
4: I need to do three of them fairly fresh Oh yeah,
1: yeah that's good isn't it yeah yeah, yeah that's good I was just doing that spinning rod in that tail before we spinning
0: rod? <laughs> Terrible thing.
1: Spinning. I thought
0: you were a purist. When did you really make the switch to all fly fishing?
1: At my age. Oh well, my god, I was fishing a fly since I was... I need a to a grasshopper, as <laughs> 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 no, it No I've had a long time now with the, with the fly. Hell of a long time. To me, it's the only way to catch a fish, really, is on the fly. Spinner, not that exciting. Like one on a fly is better than 10 on a spinner. The power, you got the power in the spinning rod, haven't you? Whereas with the fly, like, you know, it, it lasts much longer. It better trail altogether. You've got to get into the spare casting. You pick up, take up, spear casting, you'll never go back to overhead. It's that good. Get more distance as well. A oh, hell of a distance, you know. You look good that you too and never get crossed there, but with the spay cast you can. Today, now, you'll be, call, you'll be doing what you call a single spay. We'll see you later, top. Hold get yourself yourself a fish. Oh yeah. Alright. See you later.
0: Jason and I were headed 30 miles upstream to another stretch of the Blackwater that the Corcoran's manage. Thankfully, we had the convenience of a car and a recently paved highway that led to the upper beat. But the salmon have a more difficult trek. To get there, the fish have to pass two dams, or as Jason refers to them,
4: weirs. Seven miles upstream of us is where salmon hit the first weir. This weir now is 140 meters in length. What, From top to bottom, it must be 15 foot in height. It was there for a purpose. It was there for which was a mill for grinding corn back years ago. You're talking, what, nearly 60 years. But that water is owned by the Duke of Devonshire.
0: The British still have a strong presence in Ireland.
4: It was supposed to be removed 10 years ago. It was supposed to be removed five years ago. It was supposed to be removed last year. And now, I think it's supposed to be removed this year. But actually, next month. I don't care what anyone says in low, extreme low water conditions. It's stressing out salmon again. There's no need for it. Three miles upstream of that, then they hit the, the second one at Femui. That one, again, is similar in height.
0: There is a fish ladder at this second weir, but due to some recent construction near the weir, a huge pile of gravel has built up right in front of the fish ladder.
4: Which resulted in access to the fish pass being basically silted up. Um, fish just... F- physically can't get there and in low water conditions zero salmon can get over it they bunch up a bunch of i'm not going to call them anglers because they're not anglers a bunch of poachers they come down from the cities and etc and they just get in there and gang up and pull as much as they can out of there but even like last year alone now we saw salmon was trying so hard to get over this year that they were basically floating back down the river dead from stress. It's affecting a natural migration of a fish, which, as far as I'm concerned, is, is breaking the
0: law. We stopped in moy to inspect the weir. Hardly any water was coming out of the fish ladder. We could see the salmon pulled up below, and it was going to be a tough go for them to make their way up.
4: They'll all be piling up. Seeing as they can't jump up, they'll probably back down further into the, the camera water. And what you're doing then is allowing fish to build up into a system like salmon farm, which they're going to have so many fish in one particular small little, little area, then you're going to be open to infection again. They're on, a, they're on a one-way ticket, really.
0: Unlike Pacific salmon, Atlantic salmon have the ability to spawn multiple times. But when a fish is overstressed on their journey upstream, their chances of making it back to the ocean decreases drastically. However, Some fish do make it over the obstruction, and those were the ones we were going for. We hopped back in Jason's car and finished the drive up to our beat. A little bit slower water up here. The
4: fly water's all here at the top. So we'll hit our way down, and we'll make our way down, and we'll have a look at it.
0: This time of year, the majority of the fresh fish in the blackwater are smaller salmon known as grills, usually three to six pounds. These fish spend two years in the river and then only a single year in the ocean before returning to spawn. But with the recent rains, there was a chance that the first autumn fish would start showing up. And they're much bigger.
4: She's in what you would say close to perfect condition now. Very, very close to it. It's basically, it's the, it's the clarity of the water. It's a little bit dirty, but the visibility is still a good foot, foot and a half, like is what you want. Even though it's quite wide here, the fish will tend to, they can be quite close to this bank as well also. So you just have to be careful. Is that some, out there? Yeah, there's some trout. Yeah, you get a lot of trout rising around here. It's, the trout life here is quite, it's quite good along here, like so. Fingers crossed. Now we should have a bit of fun today. <laughs> See the size of the flies determine a lot as well, also because the further down the river you are, the bigger the fly that you use. The further you come up the river, the smaller the fly. We'll be 50 miles now from the ocean, close to it. It's normally eight, ten. You'll be getting away with. That should be okay for today. I think we're going to start off with this chap.
0: Jason tied on a small black and orange fly with a double hook. The CCK killer, as Connie called it. The river in this section is about 70 feet across with a few runs and pools. Perfect water for a two-hander. Do you want to get ready and do a bit of fishing?
4: As I said, we'll, we'll fish our way out slowly. I said, they, they, they can tend to, to come in fairly close here now in this height of water in these conditions. A lot of people, when they get into a water, they just go straight to the other bank. The fish are always on the other bank with them. <laughs> they forget about it, they can come in as well, Like so why not fish your way out?
0: I'm still pretty new to this whole is spay that, thing, huh? so Jason showed me the ropes.
4: It's looking okay. Obviously, the, the biggest mistake that everyone makes is they push a fly rod. Like To me, if you're fly fishing, you're, you're just using a couple of parts of your body and not using your body as people use their body to try and get extra distance and that's what actually prevents them from getting distance a cardinal mistake is a push so it's about relaxing and you know the rod is an extension of your arm take a couple of steps um, always maintain the same position while you're fishing your way out.
0: so can you show me that position if a fish does strike Jason simply lifted his rod in the air no strip set, no nothing
4: that's it, simple as that
0: yeah. Oh, that's going to be hard. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be hard to be
4: that easy on it. Ah, uh, you, get, you get used to it. Obviously the salmon are facing up this way. You want that fly swinging directly straight across in front of his nose. You don't want it drifting. That's, that's not a good idea.
0: We worked our way down to the first run, passing the rod between us every 20 steps or so. That's what we call a rock salmon. Very,
3: very common, actually.
0: Very common, yeah. They don't tend to move much, stuff. I did feel a couple <laughs> fish.
4: That was probably a trout, I'd say, that one.
0: Did it get your hat rate going a bit? Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> For about that half a second <laughs> Towards the end of the bottom pool, right after I handed off the rod to Jason.
4: Oh, ah, That was definitely a salmon. Because you, you just feel the, the the slight little plucks, I don't know, when you get, when you get so used to it, you can actually, uh, you can feel the presence of the fish around the fly because of the the different pressure that comes on the line. You, you know from, a swinging fly, standard pressure from water. But when, when a fish moves into it, you can feel the the pressure change. And um, he's just a couple of small little plucks. So, look, it could have been a big trout, I'm not sure, but it was a fish of definitely probably four or five pounds like as you know by the take even, the way they pluck it, like the small trout would nibble at it, um, they'd be fast, very, you know, very fast and light little plucks, but a salmon or a big big trout like would normally be kind of slow and heavy pulls. So but you look it was definitely something in a way, so I tried to see. You. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> we eventually went further downstream and threw a spinner through some slack water. The lure was about three inches long, with a rotating blade in front of a rubber dew hickey. They call it a flying sea, which is short for flying condom the rubber above the treble hook does look very similar to a used contraceptive. I caught a few trout, which were actually my first native brown trout, but they didn't really count because they were on a spinner. When we made it to the end of the beat, Jason gave his dad a ring. How many? A (laughs) hundred.
4: Minus. yeah. It is very quiet, isn't it? We've seen three or four, right? Um, Yeah, that was about it. Was it fresh, or was it in the
0: oil? Yeah, yeah, he's enjoying himself, yeah, yeah, yeah. Connie and his two clients had hooked into a couple upstream, landing one of them. At least someone was catching fish. Before we can go any further, a quick word from our sponsors. This episode is brought to you in part by Yellow Dog Fly Fishing Adventures. They may not have any operations in Ireland, but they do in just about every other corner of the world. Hey guys, Will Flack here, guide, lodge owner, and travel ambassador for Yellow Dog Fly Fishing Adventures. From the steelhead rivers of British Columbia to the permit flats of Belize, I've spent countless years chasing fish and guiding clients in some of the greatest fisheries on the planet. Whether it's freshwater or salt, clients routinely ask me where to go, what to bring, and how to ensure their next trip is great. My answer? Call the crew at Yellow Dog Fly Fishing. After all, there are a lot of ways to get there, but only one way to fly fish the world. Thanks, Will. Check them out at yellowdogflyfishing.com. This episode is also brought to you by Scott Fly Rods. The other day, I called up the guys at the Fish Hawk Fly Shop in Atlanta, Georgia, to hear what they have to say about Scott Fly Rods.
3: I've carried Scott for years, and
0: frankly, in my trout rods, I pretty much had used G models, and uh, most of our
4: guys here that uh, work for me also fished that rod. The problem was, a few years ago, they really didn't have anything in the saltwater that competed. There were just better rods out there. And in the last couple of years, Jimmy, I think, has done a very, very good job at bringing the saltwater to the meridians up to speed. got a rod that I can sell and feel very confident in because I've fished them and I do like them. So, you know, I think it's just been a a great design that he did.
0: You can find out more information at your local fly shop for scottflyrod.com. Alrighty, back to the Blackwater. With the sun high overhead, after six hours on the river, we headed back to the town of Upper Ballyduff. Jason had to teach a spay casting lesson that afternoon, so I wandered back to my shack, where I ran into another angler fishing the main pool.
2: My name is John Neal, and we're in Ballyduff, uh, Bridge Salmon Fishery, under the Blackwater, Ireland.
3: <laughs> oh,
2: this is very, very uh, warm, um, river's in excellent condition, no, uh, no fish. Uh, Not yet, but um, it's just a dropping flow there now, and the clarity is coming back into it slowly. And maybe not today, but definitely tomorrow. It'll be well worth fishing with the fly. Excellent, excellent river.
0: I asked John how he chose his fly that morning. Yeah, well, everybody have their own uh,
2: little philosophy of doing things, you know. But my first thing is that um, when I come to a river, I just check on the the direction of the wind for safety. My next one would be the height of the water, the speed of the water, the color of the water, and uh, the temperature of the water. And then I just open my fly box, and if I like that fly, up it goes. (laughs) And if I don't like it, it won't go up.
0: (laughs) And John, how long have you been fishing here?
2: I'm fishing this black water well over 40 years.
0: How have you seen it change in the last forty years?
2: 40 years ago, the salmon in this river was unbelievable. Them days. You see big awesome fish, big runs of fish. You see fish up to 25,
0: 30 pound. Now you might get a few, the odd one around that. The Weirs upstream have been there for a long time. But the two man-made dams with compromised fish ladders are the least of the salmon's worries. First. They have to make it into the river. Oh, there's a big change with the the, the netting. And uh, like
2: downstream here now, they, they, they have nets on the river, and it galls people that we pay for a license here, and half it goes to conservation. And they're down
0: there taking salmon and big henfish fish to bait the band. Connie and Jason also consider these nets to be a scourge. It's just men and greaves. That's all, that's all it boils down to, It's money,
4: money, money. No, do you know, they, don't want, they don't want to look after it. we have still netting in the estuary here on this river. You know, this day and age, that should be gone. It's ridiculous. As Connie says, I think he's seen the best of it, like which he has. He's definitely seen the best of it. Don't think it's possible to see what he's seen
2: again in the next 40 years. So I would think that the ministers in Ireland will only just wait until there's not a salmon left in the rivers and then they'll be saying where's all the tourism and all the people coming to fish So why they're coming to fish here they won't come because there's nothing to fish for so unless they get off their backsides and cop themselves on and um, stop the netting especially and go catch and release for a few years to build up the stocks for future generations, youngsters coming up Because youngsters will come up and they'll be saying to themselves, oh, my dad fished the Blackwater. there were salmon at that time, but there's none there now. Why?
0: So it's a
2: sad state of affairs now.
0: Despite all of his frustrations, John was able to end on a positive note. I love being out in the fresh air.
2: I enjoy being out in the fresh air. And I enjoy fishing with a double-handed rod. So I'm a kind of man for outdoors. If I, if I get salmon, I get one. But well, we had just spent a lovely day like today.
0: I bid John adieu and wandered down to the local pub, where I ran into Connie and his two clients, a couple guys from Dublin named Peter and Roger. We shared a few ciders, and Connie reenacted the battle that his client Roger had undergone to land that fish.
1: I had to warn him. So there's fish coming to the fly. He didn't jump the gun. <laughs> I'm amazed I <laughs> said within the next four casts I said you're going to have that fish but you've got to wait 30 seconds before you cast again so it's to let them go back into their lie you see when they go back into the line, they settle down and then they see it again they come up again you know they often take you don't cast immediately If you see fish coming to the fly you don't cast immediately you, you wait
0: Well done, Roger, and well-coached Connie. I left the pub and wandered through Upper Ballyduff. The town itself is on the decline. Rent signs on Main Street outnumbered the advertisements welcoming customers two to one. The global financial crisis hit Ireland especially hard, and in towns like this, they still haven't recovered. I crossed the bridge that had inspired Connie so many years before and set my groceries in the shack. The occasional trout rose to the surface, so I rigged up my five weight. The Blackwater has pretty incredible trout fishing. They aren't big, but they're plentiful. 20 minutes later, Connie and Jason wandered down to the river. I traded my rod for a microphone and made my way over to them. I'm amazed at this trout fishery that is just completely underappreciated. Probably is, but uh,
1: anyone asks us to go trout fishing, this how much oi, we say, uh, sorry, yeah, it's free. Nothing. That's yeah, not right. yeah. Well, that's where it's always been in, in in this country, anyway. Trout fishing is been is free. Yeah. Free. Okay, got to pay for salmon and things like that. But yeah. like and of course fishing, that's free as well. You know, pike and things like that, roach, perch. Mm. This that's all free.
0: Mm-hmm.
4: If price was introduced into it, it would probably improve it. You know, in a way, like of of the quality of anglers or so on and so forth, would come to a place. But again, no point in us doing this when everywhere else then is bloody free.
1: When they come up with
0: us like they can
1: trout fish, they can do what they like.
0: The Corcoran boys brought a spay rod and an appetite for conversation. Oh, I forgot one more thing. Pardon me. Yeah. Oh Oh, Oh, no man. Oh (laughs) here we are. Cool man, thanks very much. You're quite welcome. Lovely. (laughs)
1: Thank you very much.
0: They also brought an appetite for cider.
1: Yeah.
0: Oh, good. yeah. Yeah, cheers, guys. Cheers. Cheers. As we drank, we talked about how the River Blackwater has changed and what they think the future holds for the salmon fishery.
4: Now with conservation at top of our list, and, you know, we want to give back to what we have taken as well. Like, Also, like, there, there has been times there that I probably knocked fish in the head that I was, I'm sorry, now that I have. we
1: are all guilty of it.
4: Everyone's guilty of that. But I think you just come of age now and you realise like that all rivers, it's not just this river. All rivers are, are declining. And it's time for us now as men to give back to nature what nature gave to us. You know,
0: you, you've you been guiding for 60 years. Yeah. How have you seen catch and release? What was it like well, 60 years
1: ago? <laughs> There's no catch and release. <laughs> no, non-existent. None it's only in um, recent years that... Uh, Everyone a little bit more conscious of it now, uh, of catch and release. Everyone is shouting about it at the moment. Uh, you know, we've got to put the fish back. We've got to. Because if we don't, uh, there's there's no future for the salmon. Which I think there isn't a future for the salmon. To be honest with you, it doesn't look good. You know, Because there's too. As I said, I'm tired of saying it. There's too many fishmongers out there. The wrong type of. Uh, I wouldn't call them anglers. They are not anglers they're not anglers, they shouldn't be on the river they shouldn't be fishing these these type of people they just want to kill, kill, kill that's all they want they're just not thinking of the future unfortunately it's very, very sad actually very sad even thinking about it makes me angry we get angry just thinking about it because people don't seem to give a damn so what can you do? what can you do?
4: If you are a true angler
1: what do you go fishing for
4: you go fishing for to catch a fish you're not going fishing to catch a fish to feed your family these days like it was 60 years ago
1: yeah, Don't need the food anymore like that. that's
4: that's non-existent drink, yeah but um <laughs> you're going fishing for the sport the thrill of catching a salmon yeah, exactly. like and don't get us wrong like we we still have some fantastic fishing here and we will have it for the for a number of other Years to come, like, but you always have a worry in the back of your mind, like, cause you don't want it to end. It's like anything good that you have in your life, you don't want it to end, um, you don't want it to decline, and you want to pass it on to your kids, and that's what we want as well. Like, where do you start? You start by giving back. Yeah, it's just go out and enjoy yourself. People forget, people actually forget to go enjoy themselves when they go on salmon fishing. I said, it's not about catching the fish. It's about going out and enjoying yourself and improving as a fisherman every single time.
0: As Jason praised the splendor of not catching fish, Connie seemed a bit distracted. Nice fish, just showed. Was <laughs> well, there
4: a salmon right. down there as well? There's salmon there as well. Really large is, them, is that
1: the first of the, the autumn fish?
4: It could be. And well, I, don't, I don't want to be sitting down here drinking bloody beer when there's salmon
0: jumping around. Let's go. Jason grabbed the rod and waded his way out until the water reached the top of his wellies.
1: We'll come back to the cider.
0: <laughs> so there's definitely a few starting to come in now. And as I said, this is a good
1: time now. It's some cloud covering the, the sun there, so it looks looks pretty good. Let's see if uh, one of those fish might take. <laughs> there's a good chance.
0: This is uh, the corker in hour.
1: The corker hour,
0: yes. Exactly. It's happy hour before the corkeran hour. <laughs> oh, yeah. And usually after, right? <laughs> That's right. That's right. As the boys fished, Eileen,
3: <laughs>
0: the wife of Connie and mother of Jason, wandered down to the river with her two dogs. Oh, very good. So how many years have you been coming down and watching this river?
3: Well, I'm married 45 years. So I'm coming down 45 years. Oh, I love to so tranquil and peaceful and just listening to the birds and looking around see something different every day yeah it's lovely because i originally came from Talla, which is a town it's about five miles four and a half five miles from here like but if i got all the houses in Talla, now i wouldn't go back there no i would not i know it's a lovely place really i've often asked my husband would he ever move from where we live now and he said no No, he has to be by the river. Yeah. It was his mom's house originally, like... Yeah, he always lived there, like, oh, there's a salmon, just have to... They're moving in.
0: As we enjoyed the evening, a spin fisherman appeared on the other shore.
3: Honey, he has one. He has a fish. He's trying to reach it with the net, and he can't.
1: Unfortunately, there's a chap just above us. He's been spinning and he hooks these fish, which certainly won't be released into the river. We just heard the the knocking on the head, just he's coming straight back in again to try and catch another one.
0: (laughs) And what are the limits for both the day and for the river?
1: Oh, it's three fish per day, which I think is crazy, and 10 for the season, which is absolutely ridiculous. One for the day, and a tree for the season. That would be
0: better, yes. A mixture of jealousy and fear for the health of the river put a dark cloud over the event. Until... Huh? Did he? We
1: had a go. All right there, Jason, just wait 30 seconds, right? Because I need to get back into the eye again. This is it. Fish on.
4: <laughs> <laughs> I've salmon just pulled on the fly there straight away. I'm just hoping now he'll return just about there. He mightn't be back in his life yet, so I'm going to give him another. The other side of it, then you could be waiting 30 seconds, but that could be too long then for a running fish. He could just continue straight on as well. Tend to hit a lot of running fish there. They don't take normally within three or four casts afterwards. They don't normally
0: take again.
1: You're bloody useless. What have I taught you?
0: Nothing. Feeling a bit better about ourselves, we sat back down to our ciders and finished the interview. I guess this is a bit more of a personal question, but... Mm. Your your father is the legendary Connie of Blackwater. Yes, yeah, yeah. And how do you feel with this relationship and like branding yourself as your own person and all of that?
4: Well, I'm not really. I'm not branding myself as my own person. I'm not branding myself as anything. All I'm doing is continuing on his legacy. That's it. It's just continuing on. That's basically just keeping tradition going, and and that's it. Hopefully for the next. 30 or
1: 40 years. Yeah, you're making me feel very fucking <laughs> <dark>, you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Rewind.
4: Yeah. That's it, basically. It's just, it's just continuing on from... I'm kind of just, you just...
1: Know. I'm watching this poacher up the top of the river. <laughs> on the other side, he's getting on my nerves. He's such a greedy, what you call it, I won't use language this time but uh, I feel like it. Oh dear, oh dear
4: <laughs> No, come and have a day with us at Belly Duff Bridge Salmon Fishery. That's what we want. Come and have a go. If it's not the fish, if it's the fly cast, it's to learn how to spare cast or whatever.
1: Be prepared to catch fish and be prepared not to catch fish.
4: Yeah. And just come and yeah. enjoy yourself. You enjoy know?
1: That's that's the way it should be.
4: Our job is to make you happy. Do you know, you'll have a fun day. Because we're well, I mean that we like to enjoy ourselves
1: yeah? without, without destroying stocks. Yeah.
0: Stick around for a few extra clips and scenes from our next episode. This is the end of chapter one of the Euro mini-series. For the next few weeks, we'll travel through four countries, fish a dozen rivers, a handful of lakes, and visit quite a few bars. Next week's episode will take us to a little-known chain of islands in the North Atlantic,
4: The thing that drives me up here, that is a pure, uncut and edited nature we have up here.
0: And what we're going to go for now is
4: to see if we got any salmon and trout. And uh, this is what we're trying to to see if they're there. And uh, the only way of doing
2: it is to to cast a line. Ten years ago we could go to almost any lake in the Faroes and be alone, but it doesn't really happen anymore. Visit Faroe
4: Islands got this slogan, the adventure starts where the road ends. And this is basically where, uh, here is where the road ends. So it's pure adventure up here, absolutely.
0: Many thanks to the Corcoran family and the Ballyduff Bridge Salmon Fishery for their hospitality. On our website, drakemag.com, you'll find pictures from our time on the Blackwater and a few helpful links. But before we go, I'd like to share these fond memories from John. The angler we met on the Blackwater. It was
2: always there was my brother uh, and two or three good friends. We used to go everywhere fishing, and a day on the Blackwater would be a day to remember because we head off early in the morning. We fish away all day. We go out get home, put away the gear, and we stroll off up to the local pub and have a few beers and. As the bears are going down, the salmon are getting bigger and bigger and bigger. <laughs> uh, yeah, but we can always look back about the days as the one that got away, and the big ones, and...
0: All back to the blackwater.
2: Whether you're going off sea fishing for a few mackerel off the pier, or you're going out in the boat cod fishing, or ling fishing, pollock fishing, all that, just cannot be it. Salmon and sea trout fishing. But come this evening, now we say here... Uh, last a uh, last half hour. This part of the river will change big time. For the troll fishing. The evening rise we all the trout up and going and can you be down here then like we the old cute fella and Jason you know, and Oh we just here and us, we got we we got home. <laughs> Basically that's it. Uh, I can't remember having a bad day and uh, I always enjoy myself on the river. Whether I catch the salmon or not, doesn't really matter.
0: Thanks for listening. This is Ben the Drake cast.